Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats. Is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys and chill, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag, Balance7andPlayActionPools.com. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college sports action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest, the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the safest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So I don't know if you heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. I was reading a press release about how he started taking a pH balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7, and that's what has helped him bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015. He even said, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out. I always need energy to level up. I couldn't agree more with Lamar. And after watching him fight Aaron Carter in July's celebrity boxing match, I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working for him. Cool thing is, we've got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now, where if you go to their website, balance7.com, and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, you'll receive a free four-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. That product retails at $13.99. So I'd say it's pretty worth it. Again, head to balance7.com and use the code BLEAV at checkout to get in on the promotion. I know I will. If it worked for him, I think it can work for you too. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns and welcome to the week one of the NFL season. We got our hosts, former cornerback Eric Warfield and former tight end Jason Dunn. And our first guest of the season is former safety Jared Page and the only other athlete, as far as I know, that that played in Kansas City, who played in two professional sport leagues, uh, besides Bo Jackson, was our guy Jared Page right here. Jared, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, y'all, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Nice to be here. What up, y'all? Uh, and I was telling yeah, you about the Bay. Yeah, yeah. I'm out, I'm out in California, man. California. It's, it's 100 degrees out here, man. man. He's born in the Bay Area. He's out in yeah, the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. From Oakland, we we not a Raider fan now, so y'all can be easy. We don't we don't rock with them. So just born and raised in Oakland now. I see, you go back home. I do, I do. I, I mean, I go back home. Uh, my parents come out here a lot though, just because I got three sons. I got three boys, and uh, 
So, you know, traveling with three kids, you know, because really we just drive up to there. It's not, you know, too far. So, you know, with the three kids, though, having to travel around my parents and like my, most of my best friends, they end up just coming out here, you know, stay at the house or something. And, you know, we, we hang so out. So how much here. did uh, relocating the Raiders hurt, hurt the city? I mean, I mean, that's that's a huge Sundays are huge. You know, all that money that came into the city, all those people coming into the city, that's huge. But it's like, you know, the Raiders weren't really being genuine with it anyway, though. Like they they wanted to go to Vegas and it didn't matter what Oakland came up with. It wasn't going to be good enough. And, and it's kind of happening with the A's now. And I hope it don't all the way go down like that. But it's like they kind of like, oh, y'all agreed to what we said. Well, now nah, we need this now. And it's like, well, man, if y'all want to go ahead and go to Vegas, that's just what y'all want to do. Like, you know, at the end of the day, that's what the Raiders were going to do. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't nothing Oakland was going to be able to come up with that could keep them from choosing Vegas. But, yeah, I mean, the city, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't cool. And people are upset about that. But they still going to be at them games in Vegas. I, I guarantee yeah. it because they fans are for real. <laughs> how, how, how far a ride is that then from, from Oakland out there to Vegas, man? If you, if you had to make a weekend of it, what do you have to do? How long would it take? From Oakland to Vegas is like, I think Oakland to Vegas is talking about like seven, eight hours. Like from, from down here in, in Southern California, though, you're only talking like three and a half hours. Yeah, uh, that's a quick trip from L.A. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you fly, it's like 25 minutes, yeah. you know. Uh, so, yeah, it's quick quicker from out here than up there. I think it's like an hour and 15-minute flight from the Bay. Okay. To Las Vegas, uh, but yeah, it ain't. It's not really a drive you want to make though from the Bay to Vegas. You know, yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. there you'll be all right, but coming home, you're like, man, you ain't gonna want to go through it. <laughs> you gotta come <laughs> home. And I was telling the guys earlier, uh, JD, before you got on, that uh, this is our 44th episode, and we have two of the most iconic 44 uh, guys put on the 44 in the Chiefs uniform. So I thought that, yeah. was, uh, that was pretty funny. Yeah. And plus. Two guys that after, after the Chiefs went on and played for the Patriots as well. So, I mean, it's very, very – a lot of similarities there. Sixth round, seventh round pick. I mean, you guys, you know, were late in the draft. And so that's uh, – it's, uh, it's cool, the, the kind of like the – I guess the similarities behind it all. Did yeah, you work it out that way, Marcus? Is that what you was doing? 44 episode, you work it out that way? I uh, thought – it honestly clicked to me when I sent the email last night. I was like, episode 44, and I was like, wait. Jared Page was 44, and so was Eric. So I was like, what the heck? So I, just, oh, I honestly paid no attention to And you mentioned it when we first got on. I was like, shit, that, that is kind of crazy. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't – I saw it when I – because 44 always catches my attention now, ever since it was my – Yeah, yeah it does. Same when here. I saw episode 44, it just catches my attention. Every time I see 44, you know, because it's like – like you said, it's a number, Eric. Yeah, DBs don't wear that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So – but – once you get there, if you make your name in it, like just just rock with it, like you know what yeah. I mean, like just 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 go with it. And so that that's how I was. I'm like, you know, I wasn't supposed to make the team as a seventh rounder. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I wasn't supposed to be out there playing. So I just kind of kept it. Like, yeah, that's just gonna be my number then. And that's that's that was my first initial thought. I get to the locker, and they got you know as a DB, you you think you're gonna be like a low number or at least a thirty something. Yeah. So I get to my locker and I see 44. I was like, damn, they want me to play linebacker or something? Like, <laughs> they don't want me to make the team? Yeah. So I ended up, you know, having pretty decent um, OTAs and 
and camp made the team. It's like, yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and rock it. And that was yeah. that was it. Yeah, I mean that that's that's how I was. I mean, I kind of saw it because I'm like, all right, I was four in college, you know, so they just tried to double it up. But I'm like, this is a big ass number for a jersey, man. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but I'm like, all right, man, you know, and I went out there and then it was like <laughs> after playing my I still had thought about it after I made the team, but after playing my rookie year and like kind of the season I had, I was like, I no way I'm changing it now. Like I'm keeping it now for sure. Like, you know, had I not touched the field or anything, I might have still changed it. You know, yeah. but uh, I, after my rookie year, I was like, nah, I'm, I'm keeping it down. I'm just going to stick with it. It seemed like it was kind of, uh, I don't know if it was done on purpose or not, but Paul, Pollard was 49 and you were 44. So I thought like maybe there was a thing for the safeties. They wanted that they want the safeties to be in the 40s. Well, no, Bernard kept that just kind of for the same reason that I kept mine. Like he didn't want that either. You know, uh, but, you know, <laughs> he wanted to change to uh, 31, but we ended up both being able to kind of get out there and, and, and play and stuff our rookie years. And we were both kind of like in the forties and we just both said, forget it, man. We just, we just going to keep this. Like, you know, we just going to be out here. It doesn't, it looks weird, but then we were like, Hey, we, we big anyway. Like we bigger than what other safeties are our size out here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that was we just going to rock with it. Right, I was gonna say that. I like you know, look, that's some big safety. Y'all was lying. Two hundred and thirty pounds, man. We like, man, we just gonna keep this, man. <laughs> yeah, they could just uh-huh. down in the box. So which one? Which one of y'all did the, the twerk video in, in the locker room? Oh, that that wasn't me, man. That's Bernard. Oh, okay, that, that ain't. Make sure y'all put this on the show, and that wasn't me. That was Bernard. I heard that man talk about. He talking about four way and got dancers. I'm like, that ain't no. What, what I didn't male or female because I don't like I mean the way you was dancing that's a little that wasn't really the type of dancer that I was talk, that he was talking about I you know I thought he was gonna get out there and you know a little some type of little footwork or something that man started I said oh come on man we out we on we on hard knocks <laughs> he broke it all the way down I was I was not expecting it full splits full splits we went into full splits I'm like hold on man what the come on man right. Come on, man. I said, <laughs> to this day, everybody asked me. I said, no, nah, that wasn't. That's funny. That was funny. I ain't, I ain't have nothing to do with that. His choreography or nothing. I didn't know none of that was coming. <laughs> like, man, I said, oh, he tripping out here. I, and that was the highlight of that year. I said, man, that's all people know about this team is no ass in the locker room doing that. <laughs> that's, it to the that's all they remember from this year. You was in there doing that. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, too funny. Uh, uh, what do you think about? Uh, I'm sure you heard that uh, Bernard <laughs> is trying to make a comeback to the NFL. That was kind of the, the whole talk on Twitter this past offseason. He's trying to come back. He said he talked to the Chiefs organization. What, what did you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, one thing, if anybody can do something like that, it, it would be him. I mean, do this. Uh, you know, a maniac when it comes to like preparation and, and getting his body right and all of that and, and working out. So I, I have no doubt that his body, you know, will be in shape. You know, I I don't know if he really want to do that, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, we're safeties. Like, that ain't really like no. Uh, man, I mean, I know the game is a little different now, so you could probably, you know, Safeties are getting smaller because they don't have to do kind of some. Yeah, it's not big hit safeties now. Yeah, they don't. The the run game is still there, but it's out of four wides now. And so it's a little bit less. But uh, 
I mean, it's still tough. I can't speak for him though. Like I said, I know his body probably feel a lot better than mine just because mm. how he, you know, he, you yeah. know, I for sure ain't no way I would even, uh, I can't even <laughs> think of the phone if it likes to even think about that. Boy, I, mm. But yeah, I mean, that would be so, cool. So if, if they, they called you right now, so they, they will give you a contract to come back. They will give you four months to get in shape. You couldn't do it? Nope. <laughs> I mean, because if I went out there, I literally, I break my back the first time I went out there. Like, man, I ain't. I went back as a, do y'all have, y'all go to the game? And like you, if you sitting down close and you watching it, do you do you trip off the fact that you were out there doing that? Like when you see some of the collisions, like because I watch goal line, right? I was at the Rams game and I'm down yeah. there in the end zone, right? And it's goal line, and you know I'm I'm st- we two thirty. Me and Bernard stayed in on goal line. We don't come out. We like linebackers. We stay in there, <laughs> and they pulling running powers. And I remember them six seven, you know, three hundred and fifty pound dudes, and I was running in there. Uh, and now I'm sitting here in the stands and I'm watching the safety run in there and hit that. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like, this, but I'll be sitting there. Why? I'm like, I was doing that. Like, that was our job. Like, I was eager. Like I was running in there, like no problem. Like trying to kill that dude. And I wasn't even, it didn't even register to me most of the time that he's six, seven, three, fifty. Cause you can't even think about that. You just right? like you, you have, yeah. You just trying to run through him. Like with everything you got. Right. But looking at it as a fan with none of that adrenaline and none of that, it's like, whoa, that's, that's a lot coming around. I see two pullers coming. Like, well, I'm looking at that little, that little safety. I said, man, that's a lot. Dude, look, I, I, could, I could feel like when I go back and look at some of the film, I could feel I, every hit that I, I went through when I'm just watching the film. I could just like this that, that yeah. memory, yeah. just that collision like you talked about, just that pounding and uh, you you can feel it. You can yeah. feel it. You know what it feels like. You, like yeah. you said, you and know exactly. I watch the game as a fan. It's like I'm yeah. feeling everything I see. Like, oh, no. Nah. Mm-hmm. Like, nope, nope, nope. I can see. Oh, that hurt. The average yeah. fan don't even notice some of the shit that hurts. And you like, oh, I know he. And it might not look like nothing. But you know some of them hits you like, oh, man. He he might stay down for a second. Even though it didn't look like much, I know what that feels like. like oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I, I'm the same way. I'm watching the game and I'm like, Ooh, every time I see, like, I don't want to look when somebody get hurt. I don't want to see none of that. Like, I don't, I don't like, I don't like any of that. Somebody asked me one time, did I get hurt playing? I said, man, I got a medical book this thick on injuries in the NFL. Yeah, that people don't even know about. You know that I got my medical records when I had to do this, uh, this TMP stuff for my back. Cause you know I, I have fractured my back, right? Yeah. So I got my stuff, man. It's like I said, boy, I took it into to the doctor's appointment, and they like. What? I'm like, that's that's my stuff. Like, I don't know what to tell you. That's and then they want to ask you about each individual. Like, man, I don't remember breaking my pinky back in. I like, you know, that stuff just kind of you just roll with the flow. Take that up. I got to go play, man. I ain't yeah. you know that little stuff just kind of it'd be like major to regular people, and you just kind of gloss that over. Like, hey, you know what? I did break my hand. You're right. Like, you know what I mean? I forgot about that. Dang, I like, did. You know, I did play with that cat. I remember Dr. Like, Brown told me, he said, Jason, you got a football back. I said, a football back? He said, yeah, best way to just describe it. You've been playing football. Yep. Your bag is just broke up. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> you know, all it is. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He's seven. You know, DA, you know, what, what do you want to start at? I'm like, God, I'll leave. Exactly. All the way down. All the way down. You start yeah. at. 
So be the worst at the bottom, or at least for me. Oh yeah, it's me too. Yeah, like yeah. Because <clears throat> I had the surgery, so I like, did I gotta too. Have, but I, I got to have surgery again. Do you have to have a fusion? I, I didn't do the fusion the first time. I did the discectomy. Me too, but I gotta have a fusion because the disectomy mm-hmm. stopped the nerve pain, but it ain't stopped the pain. Like my back yeah. still is on fire. Like oh, you know what so, I, mean? I still get epidural shots though. See, I got four, and I just finally say, you know what, man? I'm because by the fourth one, it works for about three weeks, and then it's gone. Like you know what I mean? I'm like, when I got the first one, I was like, I can't believe I had done this. I reached down, I touched my toes. I'm like, oh, this is great. Man, six months later, I was back the same way, you know, that yeah. I was before I got it. And then each one lasted not as long, you know what I mean? Till like the last one, literally, I probably got about three weeks of not like minimal relief, and then it was right back. I said, Well, why am I gonna go through that? You know, you gotta mm-hmm. go put, they put you to sleep, put you under, and I said, Man, I ain't going through all that. So I just got the surgery, but then, like, you know, that disectomy, it ain't. It ain't no cure-all, like, you know, especially for me, because I have the fracture. So it's like, you know, the fusion is inevitable. And so, I mean, at some point I do it. I'm just a little nervous about that, man. Like, uh, that's So you got uh, to get the fusion? I, I most likely am. I don't really, there really ain't another <laughs> choice, you know. So uh, I heard somebody speak to me about doing the uh, stem cells. They said it, it but I don't really know the, anybody that's gone through it, though. Yeah, but that's that's just for the disc. And I was going to try that just for the disc. But the fracture is my problem. And so because the fracture, because of the instability there, like, you know, my vertebrae doesn't move together. You know, like if it's supposed to bend, like this top part bends and this bottom part stays here because they're they're broken. It's not it's not connected. So it's not a weight bearing part. But because when it bends, it's not taking the whole thing. It overworks. And so those discs right there. They like they just gonna keep rupturing. Like if you don't fix that problem, it's gonna continue to overwork, you know, the disc, and then it'll keep happening. So it's like, all right, <laughs> you know what I mean? At some point, you know, I'll have to get into it, but you know, I'm I'm just I'm holding off right now. You know, the crazy thing, and I'm sure you're probably wondering also too. <clears throat> I always look at this. I'm always looking for like medical technology to advance. You know what I'm saying? Like something new to come out, like hey, well, if you hold on, hold on. You might, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I ain't, I said, let me just I'll keep holding on. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be hurting, but shit, I've been playing football. Everything be hurting, so I don't even care about that. Like, I just go through that. Like, you know, you just go through the hurt, but, like, maybe, yeah. maybe it'll be something where I don't have to put these rods in there, and it'll be mm-hmm. something better. So, yeah, I'm just rocking kind of till I'm out here, you know, all the way with the cane, and I just got to go do it. You know, I'm just going to yeah. be hurting, bothering me, and then kind of see you know, till it forces me to go get that operation and see if I can't get a better option uh, before then. Hearing you guys talk about this, you know, I I, mean, I play I played a flag league right now, and hey, I, I thought I thought I hurt my appendix, right? Because that area was kind of killing me, <laughs> my right area. I look it up; it was my psoas muscles, like in the hip flexor. Oh yeah, that that's the I was like I found out how to stretch it because I mean it's not something you stretch. I was stretching there. Dallas dying, but now hearing you guys talk about this stuff is like the so sass muscle or whatever. <laughs> Forget about it. Yeah, and I, I would I would hate to discourage anybody from playing football. Like I, I it, it created a life that I never would have created. Well, obviously created for myself, but it gave me a, a, a job and a lifestyle that, for what I had planned as a kid, I couldn't have made it this you know to where I'm at. 
So I, I don't want to say that, you know, football is, 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 is a bad sport. <clears throat> I mean, it is what it is. It's physical. You know, it's yeah, I kind of say sport. mine more to uh, they actually as much as guys that played before we kind of watch the game sometime and we get irritated with some of the stuff. They making it better for them, though. The stuff that we talking about. Oh, definitely. Hopefully they don't come out the same all the way the same. Now, you're going to yeah. go through some being upset, right? I saw the little college game, and the kid that came through and made a regular tackle and got thrown out the game. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't like that. But at the end of the day, though, y'all probably going to come out better than we came out. So, like, exactly. you could be upset, but, like, you know, we we 30s and 40s and dudes in 50s, they can tell you that you're probably going to come out this situation better than they did. And so – like some of the stuff you just don't have to look at as collateral damage, like those penalties. And, you know, I hate to see the kid kicked out his game and not have one less game to get scouted on over that. But at the same time, they, they're trying to do something, you know, it ain't, you know, it's not everything. Right. But at least hopefully with discouraging some of this contact that we would have thought was just regular, you know, Dudes do escape with a little bit less than, you know, we had. And that's cool, you know, because I know how my body feels. So if they feeling better than that, then that's that's cool. Yeah, the, game, the game you're talking about, I, I think it was a little over the top, though. I think you should get, you know, flag 15 yards. And then maybe- it was. I, I agree. But yeah. I'm saying just that yeah. those rules are kind of going to help them in the long run. But, yeah, it oh, is. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. We, all, we right. all play looking like, man, he ain't do nothing, but what is he supposed to do? Right. But at the same – that's the collateral damage part. But at the same time, at at 38, you're not going to care about that. You know what I mean? You're just right. going to care about how you're feeling. And so if it didn't – unless they throw somebody out of game and it didn't start altering their career or something, mm-hmm. when you – at the end of it, you're not going to think back about that. You'll think more so if you're feeling in good shape, you'll be happy that you are. You know what I mean? You ain't going to be yeah. like, man, I hate that they kick me out that game. You ain't going to be worried about that anymore. Well, I, yeah. I think I think you know, and you're talking about collateral damage. I think part of it was just the intent, right, of the players in itself. Yeah, that's the, like you said, that's the bad part of it. It's like, well, what's the intent? Is it the intent of my trying to tell this guy? No, he's going down. I'm going low. So, yeah, when you, when it's a linebacker tackling a running back, I feel like it almost you can never say that because yeah, like yeah. he just coming in there trying to. He doesn't even have time to like line up a kill shot as a linebacker. Yeah. You literally, you reading, you reading your gap, and as that thing flows, you shoot. Yeah. You don't have time to line. I mean, like me, sometimes as a safety, I got time to yeah, decide right, whether right. I'm aligning you up or not. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But not when I was down in the box <clears throat> and I had the B gap, and yeah. they run away, and I got to shoot through there, and he cuts back. I don't have time to figure out, you know, what I'm gonna do. And no, I ain't trying to necessarily knock him out, but he's trying to run me over. So yeah. I'm trying to fight that and and run through him. So, you know, I ain't trying to – we ain't thinking per se, oh, I'm trying to hurt this dude, but this dude is trying to run me over, and I'm not trying to have that. Like, you know what I mean? That's kind of how you're approaching it, and I'm lit, I'm trying to run him over, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, for linebackers, that's tough to me, man, to, to, to ever call it on them, unless they dove into the quarterback or something with their helmet, you know, first. You know, but it's just – but, like I said, at the end of the day – if they 38 and, you know, they ain't had as many – they bell ain't been rung as many times as ours and all that, then whatever. They're going to have to figure, a, figure out how to regulate it better, like, yeah. in, in, the, in time. But, you know, ultimately, 
you know, a lot more people's knees going to be hurt. I guess I'll just say that. Because that's, that's, that's what's happening. Like, these knees, because these DBs and linebackers tearing these knees up now. Because if you can't hit nowhere, I mean, right now, it's coming to a point you can't hit low now. So I know they're little... calling. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to they're trying to make it like once you fall on the ground, you got to stand back up, and you know. But the problem is these kill shots are coming through the knee now. now yeah. As far as quality of life, again, it's probably better that you tore your ACL than got knocked in time, right? But right. for your career, Thanks. for that season. Mm-hmm. dudes lose a lot of money so it's like you know it's for your life quality i think you would rather not have be knocked out when you come across the middle ain't no telling what that's causing later on like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. but at the same time do you want your knee ran through you know by a dude you don't see coming you know and so but that's what the rules kind of forces a dude to kind of target that area more yeah. not that they trying to end careers but they also not trying to lose money i mean no, them dudes, I guess- six seventh rounders like us I can't come hit you in your helmet, man, and they give me a $50,000 fine? No, nah, bro, I got to come to your knee because that's what they told me to do. That's what I told you. I, I said, it's, but it's illegal. That's why I, I, we, I've been screaming the last two weeks to E about the DBs not coming over hitting the linemen in their knees like that. You know, that's a lot of money for the linemen coming out there. We're talking linemen are making tackles, making $25 million a year. No, nah, yeah, but you see from the – now, I was bigger, so I won't say it, but, like, for corners – you got to understand, though, 6'5", 350 coming around that edge, and they coming around steaming. They athletic, right? And so, the, But the only way to keep them from using that full speed is to chop them legs down. Take them out. Then they got the tiptoe when they hit that edge. They got to know, like, oh, is he going to take my legs out or is he going to hit me in my chin? And for me being 230, you know how many linemen I cleaned up, hit them in their chin, and just knocked them straight out? Because they didn't know if I was going to dive through their outside knees again. Or if I was going to come straight up. And when I came straight up, I'm 2.30. So if you slow down a little bit and I thought they were easing up, I'm just going to hit you. And then I'm going to try, I'm going to win that. And so, but that's my weapon. Because otherwise, how can I win six, seven, three fifty if I let him build up on the edge on me every time? I can't win unless I chop him down and slow can't him down sometimes. Can't win it, it, on everything. You can't do it. Oh, man, that's what we got to do. <laughs> You have you have like your, your, the, the top tackle coming around the corner. You take his knees out. You're talking about well, you laying. That's, I won't do it to our tackle, like in practice. Well, no, but no, like, of course not. No, that, I'm talking about. Yeah. That man trying to get me fired, too, if I let him come around and lay on the top of me and pancake me and they hit the head. Yeah, man, when they, when they go to running that toss play. My job, too, JD, so I can't just let him do that. Like, they go to running that toss like play, that. you got to get contained. To help right. your defense get up there up the field, we've been known for so long to just shoot that gap and make that you know that that running hole small as can be. You t- shoot that gap, you gotta take that take that offensive lineman down low. Well, yeah, and so if I'm gonna take him up high, I, I can't take him up high. Dude. Yeah, exactly. Exciting news: Our podcast is partnering with PlayActionPools.com. The season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em, at playactionpools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. 
Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest. Believe, B-L-E-A-V, football pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contests, go to playactionpools.com. They've got Survivor, Pick'em, as well as cool sportsbook-style concept called Build Your Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. And I got to tell you, their interface is fantastic. All right, so the first concern tonight, we're talking defense, and we got two defensive guys on the show tonight, so Jason, you're outnumbered today, baby. <laughs> uh, but concerns going into this week are all actually on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so last week, uh, Willie Gay Jr., um, he'll be out for a few weeks. Uh, ben Neiman will be stepping up for him. Um, he was a, a linebacker, kind of rotated in and out of the, uh, the starting lineup last year, but a lot of people were kind of trouble. It's kind of troublesome that he'll be going against Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt um, this week. Uh, and then Tyron Matthews still in COVID protocol. And then also Frank Clark's injury status still uncertain as of today um, with the game only what a few days away. Of all these kind of concerns that we have on the, on the defensive side as far as injury or COVID, which of these is kind of the most concerning to you? To me, is Tyron Matthew. You know, he's you know missing a safety. That's the captain of your secondary. You know, they they keep us corners in line as to what um, what they see, what they expect, where they're going to be at, and 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 basically giving out the the, the call. So um, and he's kind of the captain of that defense. Uh, so just just not having him out there is going to be a key piece because they don't just have a two headed monster in the backfield. They got two really good wide receivers. So they they're gonna. It, it, more than a ground and pound, they're going to air it out too. And you know, Odell Beckham's coming back, so he's going to. I'm not going to say he's going to be at high demands at the ball because he got so much talk last year about how he wanted the ball so much and um, how he was kind of a, a disruption for the team. So I think he's kind of felt his way into into what um, his role can be for this team, uh, and I, I don't think he'll be as vocal. So, but just having those two guys out there with the receiver and not having Matthew Tyron in there. And along with the, the, you know, the ground and pound game that they have with two good running backs, um, I think that hurts us a lot. I mean, Frank Clark, we, we've gotten to a point to where uh, we're moving Chris Jones around. So I think that, you know, from, you know, moving him to D-tackle to defensive end and times, it could help cover up what he's missing there. And then Neem has been around for a long time, so I think he's good enough and knows enough about this playbook to where he can hold it down for a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, and for me, I uh, with Neiman, I do like that he's been around, so he's a veteran, so he understands the defense and stuff. And and one of my issues, like when I when I watch uh, Willie Gay Jr. when I watch him play, is first of all he's a really good athlete, right? And that's kind of what makes him the player that he's been over that first year. But he's he's real slow on his reads, though. He misses a lot of his read, like his initial read. He's late to react, and because he's so athletic, like, he catches up a lot, you know. So, he'll, like, they'll have a two-back formation, and he'll allow the fullback out to the flat and then realize it and then yeah. run him down and still play the flat, you know, and, like, make the tackle out there when they throw to him and stuff. But it's like, so he's a step behind sometime in his read, and then his athleticism allows him to catch up. But it's like once he starts being a step ahead – with that athleticism, then he gonna start. You gonna start seeing him score and stuff like that. So I, I think right now, Neiman can still make the read. You gonna miss the athleticism if it ever right. comes like out on the edge in space. That's where you are gonna lose it, you know. But as far as making the read, 
when the fullback starts outside, I think Neiman's going to get a better read and kind of be in better position. Therefore, he don't need to be as good of an athlete. If he was, it'd be better, right? But he doesn't have to be. And I just think I'm, I'm with you, uh, Eric, like uh, uh, Tyrant. Like, that's that's the that's the dude, man. Like, you know, as far as getting the defensive line, motions, checking stuff, getting the corners right, letting them know, you know, corners want to know if you're going to cut, are you going to help? Like, just yeah. – being able to have enough confidence that you can tell, dude, no, yes, this is what we're doing, no. And it's not just the corners. You got you got to be doing that to the linebackers, too. Like, you know, you got to be telling them sometimes, slide out on the slide. You got to uncover, you know, and you got to have confidence to be able to say that, to, you know, to be able to bark out them orders. And Heck, yeah. Together. And if you're not, and you're a little bit quiet back there, you're going to allow stuff to happen right in front of you that you could have stopped, you know, and that's the thing of not having him out there you just don't know like that. That worries me. Like, you know, that him not being out there, like when stuff kind of, if they driving on you, right. If you had a couple bad plays and you need somebody to calm it down and get you back in line and don't miss a check just because the drive is kind of getting long. I want him out there. You know, like I, I, I need that, you know, cause, and, and Frank, I, I love Frank. I know Frank personally, like, but one guy in the pass rush, I feel like I can replace better than I can replace that dude back there who's the captain of my defense who got things moving like they're supposed to be. And if we get into something rough, he can help me as a coach get us out of it. It's like, you know what I mean? I need him playing. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I think that for me, that's it's him, definitely. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm right with you guys. I, I think, you know, Tyrone being out there without a doubt is the conductor of the defense, right? Like you said, he's orchestrating everything. He's putting everybody in the right mm-hmm. position. Plus, he's so versatile where he plays, right? He, 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 you know, all the way in the back, he's even playing on line of scrimmage. So the thing is, man, with him, his presence, not only just, you know, his physical presence is out there, but his voice, like you said, you know, telling guys what to do. His emotional presence also, too. Like you said, if a guy yeah. back here is quiet, and you're looking like, man, where's where's that emotion at? Where, where's this guy getting hype on, you know, on the defense all the time? And and so and that says a lot, especially when you have, like, your, your best player, who is not available? He's not there on on the field, man. That that speaks volumes. It, it really does, as far as that to a defense. Yeah. Now, of course, you know, Frank. I look at it like this: if it was anybody else besides the Browns, then I'm like, yeah. But look, the thing is, man, you, you're gonna have to need all hands on deck. You know, and Frank would be able to bring a presence on the outside, man. I mean, we're talking about not just having two great receivers; they have two great tight ends too, right? And like you said, a two-headed monster. You know, any type of pressure you're going to be able to get and generate is what you need. Now, I will say this. Now, maybe this is the time you find out what you have as far as like defensive ends now. Guys can step it up, right? Because it's still like the same thing. Frank is still kind of in limbo with the whole the whole situation, you know, with uh, yeah, off the field. Yeah, right. exactly. So th- this will be a, a great contest for guys to kind of find out what you got. Uh, some of the younger guys, like you said, who, who, who was still on board what they can do. Chris is going to be able to get, you know, get the pressure up the field, but you know, Hey, another pass rush on the outside ain't going to hurt, man. We, we really yeah. need it. Like he said, like, I don't know this more than anything else. It don't matter who you have out there in that secondary. If you ain't got no pass rush and you got them two jokers out there running, you know, around running routes, it's going to be a long game. It's going to be a long game. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe you could answer this for me. So what is the protocol in itself? When are they going to be checking to see if he's he's able to get off the uh, the COVID protocol? 
Is it going to be before the game? It's before the game, right? Apparently, you have to test positive twice or test negative for COVID negative twice. 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 Okay. Right. Uh, and and uh, apparently, when I was watching ESPN, he has been vaccinated. So right, I mean, right. So if, if he's if now they're just hoping if he he gets back, test negative twice. He's not like he needs a whole lot of field time. You know, he already knows what to do. You know, I mean, he he's got everything down. You know, it's just you know plug and play with him. So it's not really a much big of a deal. Uh, you know, and then you're talking about me, man, I, I think he's going to be all right. I think, you know, to be honest with you, like you said, a veteran presence with him out there on the field, shoot, he, he'll be all right. He'll be fine. You know, we got, we got some big boys up in the front, man. So I hope that it's going to help against that two headed monster too. So yeah, slow, slow them linemen down, keep their hands off of them. That's right. Yeah. That's, right. yeah. That's what you need. Yeah. Yeah. They, they got a top, they got one of the top offensive lines in the, in the league. So. Oh yeah. And then they made a whole lot of, First round draft picks to make that team. They did. They yeah. did. That that offense was right. full of them. <laughs> yeah. They did. Uh, it's just funny to hear you guys say. I mean, obviously Matthews, like, like as, as we've said on the show, he's the quarterback of the defense. But like, if you look at the the Chief fans, I know they always overreact about things, but they were probably more. I've seen more stuff about Neiman being scared about play, having Neiman at middle linebacker rather than Matthew possibly missing this game with the fact that the, I guess the theory would be. We have better depth at the safety position with, uh, with, with I guess it would be Thornhill and Sorensen would be back there if Matthew can't go. Um, and so, and, and then I guess Neiman being a backup to Willie Gay, just that, that's been kind of the talk on the on the Chiefs Twitter. But and I don't have yeah. us losing this game, but if we do, this 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 game is not going to define our season. You know, I think we're a better team in Cleveland, uh, especially offensively. Even if they do have the two All Pro receivers and you know two two you know two headed monster in the backfield. I think that we're just a better overall team. Yeah, they added some some pieces to that that their, their team to upgrade them. You know, getting Odell back and adding Clowney uh, is a definite upgrade for them. But I just think overall uh, we're we're a better team. Yeah, we're, we got some circumstances that could potentially hurt us. Um, and if we do lose, if big if, uh, I'm okay with it. You know, if we don't have Tyron Matthew back, if we don't have Frank Clark. Uh, if if the, the offensive line hasn't really gelled to where we need them to be, um, you know, if Nicole Hartman hasn't turned into that that role player that we need him as a receiver, you know, I'm okay with these guys working their way in, uh, you know, after this this game. You know, it, I think Cleveland's more hungry also just because of the loss that they took. with And, and we didn't have our starting quarterback to, to beat them with. So, you know, I think they're, they're wanting to prove a point, you know, and we're just looking at it just, um, uh, you know, if we, we got some key pieces that might be out, but we can survive this. I think, but to me, I think overall, if, if we lose, it won't define anything for our season. Yeah, I, I think the, the fans, they could kind of jump off, uh, I guess, back up off the edge a little bit because, like, I, I went – I looked at some of the, you know, some of the – the fan posts and stuff, and I saw some people breaking down Willie Gay Jr., right? And the thing is, a lot of the information that's out there with the fans, like, they'll watch a play and they'll have someone breaking it down for them, and they don't realize, like, dude, every play he's shown, Willie Gay has made a mistake on, right? And what he's actually showing you is his athleticism to recover from those mistakes, which is really impressive at the NFL level. I mean, you, you blow your zone and then catch up? And make a tackle for a one-yard, uh, you know, gain or something. I mean, yeah, the speed yeah, of that game is something else. Exactly, but but the thing is, 
I think where, where the fans need to ease up is that if you get an NFL linebacker who is good, that reads his keys, that's going to see pullers come, that's going to see uh, the tight end who's off the ball come underneath the line of scrimmage or the wing who's offset come underneath the line of scrimmage, and he's not going to give up that guy in the flat or he's not going to lose contain there. Y'all not losing as much as you think. That athleticism is something, but once he gets to be – once he gets to be a better player that's all in tune with his keys and he's reading everything right away, then this would be a major loss because with his athleticism, once he starts seeing everything, oh, my goodness, I would never want him out the game. Like, because if that dude gets to jump on the play, it's over. Like, yeah. you know, and so – but right now he's not doing that yet. So you're not really losing – you ain't losing what he's probably going to be yet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You 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 losing the infant version of him, and I think Neiman can do a good enough job, not be him, but you ain't gonna lose a whole lot to where that's gonna be the most dramatic. I actually think that Frank Clark being out is worse than that. Like, I think that, you know, he'll be able to hold his own there, and I, again, that's not about Willie Gay Jr., because I'm telling you, like, I can see what he's gonna be. You know, he just gotta clean it up and be quicker to recognize stuff and just do it right away, and once he does that, Man, I, I can see it because his his ability to make up for stuff is just crazy. Like that, that that's what that's what I see. Yeah. And say so we still got, you know, Jerry Reed and, and, and Bolton out there, two new additions. So right. you know, we, we got Bolton just because he's he's been making plays in the backfield. Right. And he's been that run stopper that, that that has that speed to make plays in the backfield and in the secondary, uh, or the passing game. So uh, yep. I mean I like the, the the pieces that we've added. So, you know, with missing Gay, is it going to hurt? Like you said, I, I see a lot of the mistakes in the makeup playability too, but I think Neiman has the, the enough knowledge and, and, you know, playing time to where he can, you know, at least make up for what, what we're missing. Yeah, he can yeah. get us by. He can for sure oh, yeah. get us by. And, and also, too, let's not discount, too, man, Spags putting something together. No, Spags, no, look, he, he knows Team, who he's so part of what his his job is to do is like, look, if we if we're lacking on something like that, he'll make up for it. You know, he'll put packages together. You know, some pressures. You know, a little bit of combination as far as things. So he'll realize that he'll know Neiman's you know his strengths and his weaknesses. He won't he will never put him in a position. You know, that's going to you know expose him for for any other reason, right? right. So that's the thing about it. Like you like you're saying, um, you know, with with Gay's his athletic ability. You know he can make up for a lot of that, but if you got yeah. a solid guy and guys around him who's solid, he'll be all right. He'll be fine. He'll be yeah, all his own. Yeah. So uh, kind of with our second concern tonight. Um, if you just look at because the national media, you know, um, right now the, the concern national media, I guess they didn't have been watching our training camp or preseason. The concern of the national media is the offensive line now. This, I mean, obviously, we, we, we've been following our, our guys through all throughout the training camp and stuff. You know, we've seen the, the new additions. Um, but the big thing is the right side of the line is all rookies. Uh, and that's kind of the concern when you're going up against Miles Garrett, um, Clowney, Tack McKinley, um, guys who are f- phenomenal pass rushers. But are you, I guess, more concerned about our, our new and improved O line? Or I guess our new and improved D line, where we have Chris Jones coming on off the edge, and this week, but with no Frank Clark. Which one are you kind of more concerned about going into this game on Sunday? I mean, most of all, Patrick Mahomes is our is our is our franchise, so that's what we're protecting. <coughs> so if we brought these key pieces in to to revamp this offensive line and, and add depth there, and if they're not ready, prepared to 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 
hold the line throughout the season. And yeah, we made some mistakes. We didn't get, we didn't, we didn't, uh, we, we didn't pick the right guys. Um, but I mean, Veach has done a good job of bringing key pieces in. So, and I think that right now for what the guys he's brought in, I think that, you know, with enough playing, I mean, it's the first game of the season, so we don't really know how well they're going to do. Preseason, you don't get the full effect of what a player is and what he brings to a team, you know, especially coming in for a new year. But you don't get all uh, a full – you don't play your hardest because you're only given a certain amount of reps. Um, you're not going to get all the plays you get throughout, you know, throughout the season. So um, I think it, it's a very good test for him. You know, you, you want up against two of the best in the league, even though, you know, counties not the county that they portray him to be. And that's maybe due to a lot of injuries, but he doesn't have the numbers of sacks and, and big plays uh, that 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 he used to he's known for. Uh, but he's still going to be a force out there. So I'm just curious to see how how well those those young guys play, and um, you know what kind of time did they give Patrick instead of having you know having to roll out of the pocket so much. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I'm gonna be interested because the last time. Uh, you know, we had a big game. That was my concern. And so it's like we had Lyman out in the Super Bowl, you know, and having to rock with – I know it's not the same people, but having to rock with uh, new faces across the uh, – on, on half of the line and just get up to date with that system through the offseason, you know, through what they had, you know, their their little reps between whenever they could show up for camp and, and now. Uh, I wouldn't say that – it's not that I'm concerned as much as I'm interested to see like what they do. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know that I could say that I'm concerned about them yet, but if anything, I'm more concerned about them than D-Lon. I will. I'll say that. Like, because if, if our prize, let's just say the prize ain't just Patrick Mahomes, it's that whole offense, right? They built that offense to be a Ferrari, not just Patrick Mahomes, right? They got speed all over at the tight end at the running back everywhere. Like that's what it is. So if those are the dudes that are supposed to make it go and protect it and be able to get stuff off, then they got to be right. Like that's what you putting all your money into. That's what you're trying to make be the star of the show. And so those five dudes up front have to be, you got to make sure that they are, are doing their jobs, you know what I mean? And that they're ready and capable to do those jobs. And I'm not saying they're not, you know what I mean? But that's what I, I'm, I'm interested to see. That right there, the offensive line. I'm not really going to be keying in on the defensive line as much and be as kind of nitpicking on stuff as I would be on two two rookies, you know, really needing to see like, okay, they really got to improve that. They got to improve that. You know, uh, a veteran that makes a little mistakes, you can kind of expect that they'll clean it up, right? You know, a rookie, you don't know. You better get on top of it right now before they go the wrong way. So that's just kind of what I want to see. You know what, man? I, I think, to be honest with you, they've been gelling together pretty well uh, from from the start of like training camp to to now, and so I think it's just going to be an improvement. Like you said, it's going to be a great contest for them. Uh, and to be honest, you, you can do a lot to kind of uh, slow down the pass rush. You can chip a guy, like you said, with a tight end or running back. You know, get a little quick passes. You know, you know, if you want to screens, you know, screens, a lot they of run them all the time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the good thing is, I think I think the guys that we got up front, uh, you know, got got some got some grit to them. You know, I, I think they're looking for a challenge. Like, you know, Trey Smith, first one going out, right? You know, Creed, these these guys are young, but you know what? They're hungry. 
You know, and they, they got some oomph to them. So I'm, I'm not really worried about them as much. Like I said, you, you could do things to kind of, you know, slow down that pass rush. You know, and we know, look, hey, I think maybe kind of looking at, at Brown on the left side because now you've been right. Now this is left. How is he going to do? So this is going to be the first time. And this, this You can really gauge where your offense is right now in the offensive line, right? This is the, one of the best tests you could possibly be is coming straight out the box, knowing that you're going against probably the top 10 defense, right? So to me, that's good. Um, and, and the thing is, Cleveland, they got the same problems. Their offensive line is young. <laughs> they got a good team without pass rush, some of those guys. So the thing is, yeah, I, I think we're going to win in that battle. Our defensive line is going to beat their offensive line, no doubt about it. But I think, like you said, Jared, I think I'm, I'm more uh, excited to see what these guys can do against this, this defense. So, yeah, I'm not really worried about it. Yeah. So, How hard is that? Because I, I heard another lineman talk about that, about them yeah. switching tackle. How hard is that on your foot? The footwork Man. when you go, you've been used to it's like kicking on one side of the punt team and then they make yeah. you left wing. Yeah. Like, hold on. I don't push <laughs> off this right foot like that. I, I was used to pushing off the left. Does that mess them up? Man, that, that is, man, because, it, it, you know, and it's like this. You end up, uh, you know, your hips turn a certain way. So if you do it yeah. some, so long enough, man, your hips kind of lock up a little bit. And so changes from right to left, man, is a big deal. It's huge. It's huge. I know. That's why I'm yeah. asking because I've yeah, heard so, linemen say, man, yeah. that's major. Man, it's technique. You're, you're talking about, like, spacing. Like, uh, you know, Willie, you, you, shoot, you gave that uh, big rope. You played yeah. left. All his yeah, life, yeah. man, going to the right. And, you know, half his gait was him being on the left side all the time. You know, him walking. I mean, it's, it's really what it is. Yeah, because you're pushing off that lead pushing leg off. all the yes. time. Yeah. Like, and, and, and for somebody who, you know, uh, tight ends would go left to right all the time. You know what I'm saying? So I get in left-hand stance, right-handed stance. And so I was kind of used to it a little bit. But still, you had to, like, in your mind, like, okay, I got to sit this foot back far enough, Right. I'm just not used to it. It's muscle memory, right? It's, it's, that's what it is. So it's that's what they mean when they say they're setting under themselves. They not step yeah. back. Yes. Okay. It's the balance, man. And you could just yeah. feel it. You just off. So, you know, like you said, man, look, you switch hit, you were switch hitting, right? You yeah, know how yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, and that, well, see, in that case, that's tough against speed rushers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you stepping underneath yourself and they coming yeah. off the speed, that's, that's tough. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, because you had the, the width, you know, like stepping out, like you're getting your steps width and everything like, you know, I mean, sitting back and, you know, with the tackles, it's all about the width. Bars are setting the depth of the pocket. But if you're talking about a speed rusher, you know, now all of a sudden you got a guy who's bull rushing and can speed rush like Miles Garrett. Woo! Exactly. Yeah. It's going to be a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be good, though. It's going to, like you said, it's going to be a good competition, man, for him. Yeah. yeah. Definitely going to be a good test for the, the young guys. Um, and I can say uh, earlier, uh, he said that uh, the Browns are going to be hungrier for this one. Um, this kind of plays into this next concern here. So the last time we saw the Chiefs and Browns play, the Chiefs didn't have a full crowd. It wasn't max capacity. Um, and played most of that game without Mahomes. But I would say the Browns do have kind of more of a chip on the shoulder, losing in that fashion, losing to Chad Henney in the way that they did the run and that fourth and inches, little out route to uh, Tyreek. <laughs> Which, obviously, E, I know you said that you think the Browns have a kind of a bigger edge going into this game, just for that for that reason alone. But um, what, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, who, who has the bigger edge going into this one? I mean, I, I think they definitely thought they had a chance when Patrick went out. Now, do they think they're the – in the back of their minds, they probably think they're a better team just because of the pieces that they have. Um, 
that I'm pretty sure they think they got better receivers, better running backs. I, I hope Baker Mayfield doesn't think he's in the same category as Patrick Mahomes, because that's not even close. Uh, you know, they do have a good running back core. They do have a good offensive line. And the defense is, I think they have one of the top five, top ten defenses. So, uh, overall, they're a good team. Now, when you get on a roll like that, you see playoffs. You see Super Bowl. And when you put a quarterback out, you really see Super Bowl. And to see the things that they accomplished against us and to have uh, Heaney come in and, and break their hearts the way he did, I think that they uh, they think they left something behind. Uh, and, and they got, you know, something to prove by, by coming in uh, to getting this win, especially at Arrowhead. But, you know, the, the thing that plays into an advantage for us is we have an amazing crowd, you know, uh, crowd noise and support. So coming into that place, you, you got to bring everything, um, uh, your lunch bucket and a canteen uh, when you come to play the Chiefs at Arrowhead. So, heck, I got a quick call at Arrowhead because I know they changed the name. But um, the overall better team is going gonna, is gonna to be the Chiefs. So, I mean, I, I still think we win the game. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I know I know the Browns definitely uh, they got some stuff on their minds. Uh, it's just you know for me about which team is gonna have the bigger chip on their shoulder, who's gonna be ready, man. That's more about your locker room. Like it ain't even about that game. Like you know when I was, I feel like when I'm in the locker room, it's about enough dudes that's like. Uh, Tyron Matthew, uh, enough dudes that go out there and play the game with the mentality of Frank Clark. And them dudes might not be on the field, but they're going to be in the locker room. And it's about your mindset before you go out there. Like, I, for me, if I'm in the locker room, I don't give a damn how the Browns feel about what we did to them last year. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's not going to beat us. Yeah, I don't care. They they could be – they think whatever they want. Whatever they think they coming in there to do, they're not about to do like, you know what I mean? And as long as they in the Kansas City locker room and they like that, I mean, that chip on your shoulder stuff is – that's whatever, man. Because when I line up, if it's me and J.D., it's me versus him. It ain't no he, – he can't go back to the championship game last year and try to find something else. You either right here on this field ready to go right now or you're not. I'm either going to win or you're going to win. Like, and a team can't come in and just play with a chip on their shoulder and beat you. If basically you approach every game as if the chip is on your shoulder, like that's how I play. Like every dude trying to come out there and get me fired, I got a chip on my shoulder. Right. I already was a seven round pick. Like you know, I ain't care about nobody out there. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you're not coming in to the game more ready than me, and I feel that from Tyler. Like I feel that. Like that you're not coming into a game with a better mindset than him. I don't see that on the Browns. I don't see nobody gonna do that. I don't see nobody. I mean, they got people, but I don't see nobody like him. And he's not even having his best statistical years. He didn't, you know, that dude is a all pro. He done done all type of stuff, but he just leading them dudes. You could just, they play with his heart. Dudes don't stop. It's like somebody, they should just stay in it, stay in the drive, try and keep them out the end zone, try and keep them the three. That dude back there, like, that's important. I don't think anybody's coming in more prepared to win a game as long as you got dudes like that on the field. That's what I feel. And Pat Mahomes was even willing to come out there and say it, that they go was to go 1-0 and every week. Listen, I don't think they coming in this thing half-stepping. They really believe something, and they really believe we coming in every damn game to go 1-0. and Yep. The Browns better be careful about thinking that, oh, we we work. Okay, you can be motivated all you want. Yeah, but that, that's how it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 
then we're going to have what we have. And I expect Kansas City to do their thing. Exactly. So, so if you're talking about just the, yeah, the chip, like you said, man, what happened last year, man, it, it happened last year. And hey, there are no basis of what's going to go happen on Sunday. Somebody still, if they still on that thing, man, they, look, hey, shit, they tell you, you memory, right? I mean, that's just yeah. what it is. So, regardless of that, I know Arrowhead is going to be rocking on Sunday. I know that. I already know that, man. Look, first time you're going to have a full crowd coming in too. Oh, my gosh, man, look. Barbecue, smoking in the air, man. Everybody, man, you'll hear everybody coming, man, all the way from Raytown, Blue Springs, just hollering. Boy, mm-hmm. it, it is going to be rocking. So I, I, I think, man, Arrowhead or GHA, whatever you want to call it, I'll give them a little shout, whatever it is. Okay. <laughs> but that man right there, it, to me, is going to be the advantage, pure and simple. And they know, man, when you come out that locker room, you go and see it at sea of red, white. Oh, man, that's a beautiful sight. That's a beautiful I mean, and, then, and then think about our offense, right? Because the offense is built around breaking your heart. Because they score like four, five, yeah. six plays, right? <laughs> they don't have no 15-play drive. Think about when they throw that 60-yard touchdown, what it's going to sound like in there to Cleveland. <laughs> it's going to feel like it's all falling off the rails. You know, you have right. to compose yourself. That crowd be going crazy. You're on defense. When the crowd go crazy in you somewhere and they just throw a 60-yard bomb on you and it's going crazy, yeah. You like tackle them before the end zone. You can't hear. It's like, and you like, what's next? You better have, you better be able to. Yeah. I don't know, Cleveland. Y'all ain't really. Can y'all do that? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, can you keep your composure when these dudes go strike for 80 yard touchdown in three plays? Yeah. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, right. that's right. what Tampa Bay did is keep them from doing that. Yeah. That's your only chance. If them yeah. boys score quick on you, it's over, especially in Arrowhead. With that uh-huh. crowd, is gonna have you to where you don't even know what's next. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's just, and, and you know, and, and the hardest thing, man, is just hearing on offense. Is that you know, an opposing you know team? It's so hard to hear the count, the snap count. There's gonna be a couple of guys, you know, far starts. You, you watch, you know, probably because you know everybody has a little bit of anxiety and for the game for one, you know, just ready to get it playing. But two, man, because you just can't hear that snap count. And tight end, I was like, what? What is? Hey, you can't hardly. Man, I'm telling you. So I, I, I give advantage, man, to the Chiefs on that. Like you said, man, the offense, we ain't been talking about the offense, man, what the dudes going to do. And even, even we're talking about, like, man, a, a young wide receiver core, right? They know they're looking over here. They got Odell and, you know, over here and stuff like Like, look, we got we to gotta do what we got to do. Tyreek and all them guys are going to like, shit, we know we, we uh, the top 100 where we are. And this whole you deal. think they ain't coming to prove something? You know what I'm saying? For real. Everybody talking man. about Odell Beckham and that right. boy. You think they ain't? You think Tyreek Hill ain't like okay, two hundred? You think he ain't thinking two hundred? That's what he's thinking. <laughs> yeah. He's thinking McCall Hartman thinking two hundred. They 200. thinking go. we going right. down this field and let's see Cleveland. Can you stop it? You know, yeah. they got some good back. We got a good back too. Though. Right, right. But don't forget that. We gonna keep you honest with that because right. if you want to just sit back there and take away the deep ball, then he'll just run on you. And he'll take the 30-yard chunks on you that's that right. he was trying to stop. You know, so either way, they find a way to get the big play. Like, and that's on defense, that just kills you, man. Constantly giving up three, four first downs in one play. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. That was like 12 plays they should have had to run. They got it one in one play. Yeah. Now they all the way down here on our 30. Like, come on. <laughs> it's demoralizing, man. And KC do it every week. Yeah. Like, it's like, man. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. When you be looking back there, you can't find no answers like that guy. What we gonna do about this? They keep they keep and, doing this. Oh no, Tyreek and Hartman taking your top off every play. You think yeah. they just running goes all the time? Goals like man, time. right? That's tiring, man. 
Yeah. Oh, running is. down the field 50 yards every time. How you keep doing that? <laughs> I'm tired. And just just talking about it, I, every every single one of us could just remember that first game in Arrowhead. You know what I'm saying? That first game in Arrowhead, I just feels that the energy just going through the spot. You know, for a regular mm-hmm. season. Oh man, I'm excited. Yeah, can't wait. It's funny you say that. So I was uh, reading this article about because Ch, he was rookie last year, didn't didn't never played in a full capacity uh, uh, game. And he was talking about how over the summer he went to some country concert at Arrowhead Field, and that was the first time he'd been in like a max capacity like environment. And he said it was it was nuts. So mm. I can't imagine what's going to be like for him on uh, all the rookies last year on, on the game on Sunday. Right. It's something. You about to get the full it's, effect. It's still like, I know it's probably even better than when I was there. So I know I know they got mm-hmm. something to look forward to. Then. Like you know, I remember one of them years I was there. We won about two games, so we wasn't we wasn't quite rocking that year. <laughs> you know, it wasn't quite it wasn't quite going on up in there that they year, still support man. you it's just like the same. they still support you yeah oh they were still there though they, I, I admit that's what I'm saying but it wasn't quite we, we weren't giving them what they wanted though. Yeah. we weren't giving them what they wanted same product <laughs> so the, the last topic of the nights it's obviously it's, it's, we're in the season now so last topics always are pick them um, so we got a couple questions here two questions one, uh, the Chiefs are currently a six-and-a-half-point favorite against the Browns this weekend. I want a prediction from each one of you guys. Where do you think this game goes? I'm going to go 28-22. Oh, you think Browns cover? The six-and-a-half points. That's six, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go 31-24. I'm going to say that that 24 don't really come to make it as close as it sounds. Yeah, but I'm going to say that's where they end up, though. That, that was my pick, 31-24. But since you're yeah, saying I'm, that – I'm going to say it's not really that close, though, that it ain't, right, they right, don't no, feel yeah, yeah. like it's within a touchdown. Right. That's how I expect the game yeah. to be. Right, sporadic at the end, trying to, you know. Yeah, yeah, coming back with a minute left and they score 24. That's what I kind of think, like, that's going to be. Right. Hopefully, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's, that's a good one right there. That's why I looked at. 31-24. Shit, I'm even going to say 31-21. I'm going to put that right there. How about that? We will just go where with it. Let's go where with it. I think this is the first time I've I've been below the 30 mark. I was going to say that. <laughs> Every game last so, year. So you worried about that right side. 30 plus. <laughs> you worried about them rookies on that right side. You say, yeah. hey, like, hey, we ain't going to get that extra field goal, man. <laughs> and, uh, so, so since it's the um, first game of the season, um, we got to do the season pr- uh, prediction. So what is your season prediction and Super Bowl prediction? See, I, I don't even want to do that because, like, I know – uh, Patrick said they want to go undefeated. You know, it's it, it, everybody always says it's one season, it's one game at a time. Um, I feel like we're going to win and get the necessary wins to put us in the playoffs and to put us in the, in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I, I think it'll be the Chiefs representing the AFC. Uh, coming out the NFC, I have no clue. You know, right now I have to go with Tampa Bay because they're defending champs. Yeah, I'm uh out of the NFC, I'm I'm still going with with Tampa Bay just because like I I'd spent, you know, a year there in New England, like and just saw the way that you know, I know how time I mean dude was living in Boston. 
right? You know what I'm saying? And we playing an hour, we got an hour and 15 minutes away from Boston. He still was the first dude there every day. And he still was the last dude to leave every day. And the dude is making more money than everybody. And he's like a first ballot Hall of Famer, all that. And he's still like that. And I'm like, that's hard to beat. Like somebody that's willing to to prepare, somebody that's basically willing to say, this is my life. Right. During this season, basically. this is my life. I'm going to stay up here. Because a lot of dudes, I, I wasn't willing to do that. I didn't stay there all night. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I studied. And I knew, I, you know, I've watched film. But I didn't stay up there all night. Like, Tom be there, man. Like, it's crazy. And dude is just still taking And so I can't go against that. Like, you know what I mean? That Because that presence alone gets people in line that weren't really in line before. Like, just being a part of a culture like that, dudes figure out how to handle their business that didn't really know on other teams. You know, and I kind of I see that with Tampa Bay because that was a team that was like, whoa, they always been talented. They had a lot of that talent already, but they couldn't they didn't really know how to handle their business all the way. You know, and then it's like Tom come in here. He bring a couple little pieces with him that he wanted to help him with that culture. And then some of these dudes come around and figure out, you know what, maybe I should stay up here another hour, you know, check out some tape or maybe hit that waiting room. Now, it ain't no big deal. I'm going to go home and do something that don't matter anyway. Maybe he gets a couple guys like that and man, transforming five, ten dudes like that in your locker room, you a different team. Yeah. And I think that's where Tampa Bay is now. They're a team that's like, you're really gonna have to go take it from them and they're gonna make it very difficult. They're gonna be aware in every situation. So I expect them to be back. And then again, with us, I expect us to be back. Uh I thought about that, E, and saying, like, I'm gonna respect them. He say he's gonna go undefeated, I'm gonna rock with him. But like honestly, I didn't, I didn't pick, I, I'm saying 12 and 4 right, or 13 and three, right, somewhere right there. I'm not picking which three or four games those are going to be, though, because, I mean, week to week, you don't know. At the end of the season, sometimes it plays out to where you don't need to be playing nobody, maybe for two exactly. weeks. You know, yeah. if you're in the right position. So, like, you know, some L's should come at the end, hopefully. You know, hopefully it's in position to where or the backups just go take something. From them. Yeah. You know, but – we might be in a position at the end if we taking care of business to where we might drop a game or two for sure at the end, you know, uh, just off who you want to play, you know, in the game. Uh, but I just, again, I like what he said. Not too many teams are willing to like come out and kind of take that on that. Look, when you say what we going to do this year, our goal is to go undefeated. We tell everybody we step on the field against, we know everybody, we can beat, and so we plan to beat them. Yo, that's real, and most teams will never tell you that, especially not their quarterback. They won't say it. And, like, I'm telling you in that locker room, I'm, I feel that. Like, if I was playing for the team, I feel that. Like, you know what? Don't be scared to tell everybody that because what does it matter? Right. But you if know they what can never come in here also. and match our energy, then it doesn't matter what they think or what kind of chip they got on their shoulder. And I like that. And so I want to see, like, does the team come out and do they play like that? Do they play like, you know, because we should see it. It shouldn't look like the Browns have an edge. It should look like KC got an edge yeah. because it takes an edge to say, we plan on going 16 and 0. So come show the edge. Like, you know, I, I expect them to do it though. This is the first year with 17 games, right? 17 yeah. games. Oh, my bad. My bad. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, you good. I just, oh, look, look. I'm, I'm caught in habit. Yeah, <laughs> we all are. Listen, and that's a great point. When when you're at the pinnacle, you know, there's no there's no reason why he shouldn't say, "Hey, look, look, we're the best." There's no reason why we should come in 
every single week. Like I, I said to Steve last year, we never thought it was a game we came in we was going to lose. We just didn't have him mentality in the locker room. If you're doing that, you don't need to be in the locker room. You don't need to suit up, just go home, and you get out of the NFL. I mean, that's just the bottom line, period. The thing is, you're looking at the weapons around the room, offensive side, defensive side, special teams, you're like, look, we are stacked, we are loaded, and we coming for everybody. So I don't even care who's shooting for us, we good. You know, right? We Teflon down right now, as far as it looks like to us. So, I'm, uh, but it, it, you made a great point. I, I'm saying 15 to 2, because like you said, you might not want to play the guys toward the end of the season. Look, if you're undefeated, fine, great. You lose two because it's going to be a long season. It's going to be a long season playoffs. Huh? It's going to be long. And so, yeah, you might have to sit some guys down because you know you got, look, the, the main thing is to win that Super Bowl. So I believe we're going back. We're going to be, hey, look, all hands on deck, and we're going to come out to Tampa Bay. I, I think Tampa Bay is going to have, now look, I will say this. Tom's got them guys ready, and he couldn't be in a better position. Look, he knew what he was doing. He knew that's the reason he wanted to lie to him up there in Tampa Bay. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, in uh, the Patriots. He had a great defense. He knew where he was going because yeah. he knew the guys yeah. that was on his on the squad, right? Yeah, and he knew he yeah. had the weapons that if he just came in there and put his touch on it with See. Evans and all them dudes, like, and then get, get, get him his back, got his back to come over there and sign, you know. He, right, right. He, he knew what he, he, knew what he was going to do. Right. You know, and he knew he was going to put the work in to make it work. To, to yeah. put it together, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm like this. They, they have that ability. They easily can go undefeated, I think. I wouldn't say easily. It's a hard schedule. I looked at the schedule, man. It's, it's, it's tough. They got them. Um, the first three games are hard. Yeah. It's the yeah, NFL. Though, games it's tough. the NFL. The game yeah, that looks like a, a check right, mark right. be a problem. Exactly. Right. Like, right. You know right. right. Yeah, I don't, see, I don't see no slashes out there in the NFL right now. Jets, maybe. Maybe Jets, but, you know. Yeah, but you, can't sleep on nobody, you get in the wrong game and, he, and things start going the wrong way. Well, true. Yeah, I mean, you we know, know that. Like, you know, what, and what that's they why say? I say they really need to believe what they said. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Each week, for real. Like, you can beat literally any team you play against. So you really need to be going out there each week. Absolutely. But look, that's, that why, that's why look, I, Coach Ramirez used to say all the time, man, look, you keep the losing teams loose. You keep them losing. Ain't no reason they should come in here to win no game. All right? We don't take nobody lightly. I don't care who it is. So don't let them come in here thinking these, these, these suckers are, you know, Warm cookies, nah, it ain't gonna happen. Uh-uh. You know, everybody that comes in here, we need to get the business. We go out there, we're gonna take care of business. So, same thing. But I, I'm just saying, maybe at that at the end of the season, if they get one up, so be it, whatever. Yeah, yeah you gotta pull some dudes off the field if you already got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So JD Tyree, you, sit down, Tyree, Tyree, come sit down. Come, have a seat. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to, but oh, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, have yeah. a seat. Yeah. We got a bigger, we got a bigger uh, thing that we're looking forward to. These last yeah. two games, we trying to hold need that trophy up, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you worried about breaking records for yards, hey man. I'm sorry, we got to sit on down, man. And you already got that anyway, right? Like, I, anybody oh, yeah. gonna set? It's gonna be all new records now with 17 games. So that's what I'm gonna say. What y'all think about yeah. that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's all new. It's gonna be a whole different stat era now since right. after this year. Right. Right. Who you pick, JD? Huh? Who'd you pick? What? Your NFC team. You got Chiefs and man. I, look, I think Green Bay is gonna give Tampa Bay a run for its money. I do. That, that's that, and I don't know how it's gonna play out. Tampa Bay's got the edge on it, so I don't know. Aaron and and, and you know 
Brady. If you get that building together, though, if, if it start going a little rocky, I think it, it's going to fall apart. Like, hey, hey, look, look, this is his, his last hurrah. That joker know he'll fight it. Like, I know, like, but it, it, it just seems so ready to fall apart. Like, if something just go, I mean, if they just get an injury or something just go wrong, it just seemed like that's late in the crumble. It just been so, they didn't even reconcile. He back, and they still don't seem like they really cool. Yeah. He just came back. It's awkward. Like, <laughs> How, how sweet would it be for him to say, like, look, look. No, it would be. Right. But still, though, this? I just can't keep can he keep everything together, though. Like, I know it. I know, you know it. He ain't playing defense. He ain't doing some of these other things. And he can he yeah. keep that building. Right. You know, because you either side with Rodgers or you side with the Packers. Because they right. never, they never really, it ain't cool still. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? So it's like, what side you on? But, you know, what, tough. look, the players got his back. You know the players got his back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's what yeah. matters the most, right? And probably some of the I'm, I'm giving you like the politically correct answer because they always say the defending champs, you got to say that they're going to represent. Now, <clears throat> yeah, they're good. Tampa is good. Defending champ, Tom Brady, go. My sleeper. It's going to be the Rams, though. Yep. That's what I was going to say. Rams, I, put, I put 50 bucks on Chiefs and Rams uh, to get to the Super Bowl to win 14. The Rams got a really good squad, man. What do you do? They got a really good squad. Uh, they made they made some improvements offensively, and already the defense is ready to go. Like you know, what I mean, with you got, I mean, and it like Aaron Donald ain't fair because Aaron Donald rushes the passer like a DN. He coming through the middle, the most dangerous place that you could possibly put pressure on the quarterback. They got that dude. Like man, like you can't run at the dude, and you also can't drop back. Like yeah. it's that. Come on, man, in the middle of my offense. Yeah. That's the biggest problem in the National Football League on defense is that guy. Because if yep. you can't block the guy that lines up over your center, you can't do anything. Like, the dude destroys the, everybody's blocking scheme. Yeah, The pocket it, is gone. Quarterback got to instantly go outside. He can't step. Ain't no pocket to step up in when Aaron Donald is coming through there. Killing double teams. Exactly. I mean, he's he, running through a double team. They double yeah, that man. He's going right through it. Right. <laughs> So right, I, we got, I, I, the Rams definitely got something. We got the number two D tackle, so I'm, I'm happy what we got, what it, what he's doing. So right. No, nah, yeah, definitely. It's just like, man, I, I said, I, I said, man, a, a few years back when I started, kind of not, not it was more than that. But when I when I first realized like what this dude was doing, I'm like, this is crazy. Like you know, before it all the way was like, oh, he is that dude. Like, but yeah. to oh, watch enough? him. To watch him move grown men around like that, though, like it was oh, yeah. crazy. He's, he's phenomenal. So even as a, as as me loyal to my squad, I'm a fan. Yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan I'm of watching dude play. No dude, just moving grown men around like I mean, like they're not there, and I know how dudes be in the weight room and how some of yes. these tackles, how strong they are, and he's taking guys with one arm sometimes and just throwing them five yards. I'm like, come on, man, like that's. Yeah. That's, something that's, else. That's, that's that's crazy, man. Like that's wild. And if, if they build them like that, boy, football about to be something else. <laughs> if we get if we start getting those, if Aaron Donald starts coming along, it's a bunch of them. Like, oh man, boy, they, they turn this game into something else. We got DNs playing tackle now. Right, you ain't kidding. All right, fellas. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in. Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. Jared, it was awesome having you on this season premiere of uh, Chief Concerns, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate having you on. Good 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 show. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. Really love to have you. Get you on during the season.
Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, hey, Jerry, man, much success to you, brother, man. Make sure Thanks, you take man. care of yourself, man. You know what I'm saying? And the, the kid, man, getting it together. I told uh, uh, my lady, uh, her, she works with doctors, and one of the doctors had hurt her knee playing softball. And I told her, I said, man, uh, me and my old guys, man, from my high school, uh, our whole high school team went out there to play softball one, one, uh, one year. I said, I was out in the outfield, man. I said, one of my boys went for a fly ball, man. He he uh, pulled both his hamstrings. I was like, man, after that game, I'm like, man, we done. That's it. I think, I think the last time I played was like, shoot, probably about four or five years ago. And I put my bat down. And, uh, you know, because, you know, if, look, and everybody was catching the balls on the infield, throwing to the but first But, J.D., base. they want people out in the outfield that got speed to get to the balls, man. <laughs> what the hell are you doing out there? First off, E, look, E, I, look, I told you. Now look, I came out around a four, four, or seven when I when, as a tight end. All right, so you can imagine how it was in high school. All right, I, I wouldn't always just be eat. Look, I'm gonna tell you this. Look, everybody <laughs> knows. I'm, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I was the shortest guy in my class up until my my sophomore year, and I, I grew four inches one summer and four inches the next. I grew eight inches in two summers. I got out of bed one time. I was just lanky and long. I was like, oh my god, you know, just you know. <laughs> And I, I had to grow into my body, but I tell you what it did. I tell you what it did do for me, though. My sophomore year, I remember we came from football, and I'm over looking at the, uh, I'm looking at the rim for basketball, right? You know, because I played out for sports, man. I was like, shoot, up like one of the top athletes in the state of Kentucky, and so I'm looking up at the rim. My sophomore year, never done before. When I jumped up, grabbed the rim with two hands, I said, "Man, it's all over, man." That season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, double on everybody! Hey, I first started to dunk, man. That's all I wanted to do. I ain't, I, I could have an open jumper. I'm, I'm driving in there. I'm trying. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. That's all I was trying to do. As soon so as neither one of y'all can shoot or dribble, just out there. Oh man, hey, oh man, come on. Hey, hold on, JD. Was you still there when I when I had to go out there and hoop in the little in the hoop tournament? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, yeah, I, had, I had to go get the little MVP real quick and get my little thing. <laughs> I had to do my little thing real quick. Look, hey, hey, Jim, we were just talking about this about two episodes ago. We was asking who was the best uh, hooper on the on the on the squad, you know, with Kansas City, and I could remember. I was like, man, I remember the game because I didn't play because my my back was certain that yeah, that whole yeah. offseason. I couldn't go out there because I had to keep I had to keep it up that my back was still hurt, you know what I'm saying? Right. I was, nah, I know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Shit, I can't go out here. You know, her and we came out there looking at the, you know, look at the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, damn. I said, you know, I said, Warfield could hoop, of course. You know, I said, Tony, you know, I said them Will Shields, and I think uh, I said uh uh Waters could hoop, G West could hoop, you know. So I started naming guys who would just come kind of come to my head, but I can remember so you want an MVP for that? Yeah. Yeah, I was out there hooping, dunking, doing my thing. It was all done. Everybody know. I said, hey, y'all better watch out. It ain't just baseball. You know what I'm saying? I, I could dabble in a little bit of everything. Uh, hold, on, hold on, JP. Was it all done, though? <laughs> hmm? No, no, no. no. He was, 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 hey, no I'm, talking, I'm talking to Paige. You said what? Uh, was it all done? No, no, I, it was mostly all threes. Because at that point, oh, okay, I ain't okay. trying to go in there and dunk on nobody. Now, I'm out there. I was shooting their lights out. That's what okay. I was saying. I'm telling okay. you, step back, shooting their lights out. I wasn't, I ain't going there to dunk at that time. See, in high school, I ain't think I had nothing to lose. You know, I'm going to dunk on everybody in high school. I, right, right. I think I, I started dunking in ninth grade. Uh, and 
I, I, I ended up learning how to shoot like uh, at the end of my sophomore year. And I ended up becoming a really good shooter. But like I learned, I, I could figure out I could dunk in ninth grade. And man, that took about my whole freshman and sophomore year. That's all I wanted to do. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many dunks I missed my freshman and yeah. sophomore year. Because I was just trying to take off from the dotted line. Everything was a dunk, you know. And then I learned how to, you know, just play and, you know, play within the Florida game. But that, that was what I wanted to do. I'm looking for steals. I'm gambling. If I get that steal, get out there in the open. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you, you run out for the outlet already. Like, they, they can't I'm, I'm gone. You know, <laughs> NBA 2K, I'm out. <laughs> oh, shoot. That's all right. That's all right. We had some decent hoopers out there, though. Yeah, yeah. This guy, man, look, hey, I I expect guys, you play the NFL, I expect you to hoop somewhat, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of, you know, the, the athleticism that do. Right. I mean, it's a lot of guys that can, that can do everything. Like, that's what I really, like, it wasn't, like, because that's what I felt like. I'm like, it's really not much. If you coordinate it, yeah. it ain't much I can't do. Like, you know what I mean? So, if we saying we need to go, whatever, we need to play soccer, teach me the rules. And it's not much I can't teach my – I can do the rest. Like, you know, your athleticism and coordination kind of will take you through the rest if you if you will at least learn the game. You know what I mean? And so, like, it's really like all the dudes that actually – that are really coordinated and took the time to learn these other games, they good at them too. Like, you know, it ain't just – it ain't just football that they – like, it was uh, Darius Butler, like my boy that I played with in New England. Mm. And, I mean, he is certified, could have been Division One college hooper. You know what I mean? But he playing corner and went in the second round as a corner. Like, you know, and dude was – he ain't even six feet tall. He windmilling. You know, Harold Miner. Yeah, I'm like, man, man. It's, it's some crazy stuff. Like, you know, and, uh, you know, guys would be out there. He playing football. Nobody ever know. They'll never know that he had, you know, all that type – that type of skill. Like, yeah, you know. But I, I came across a lot of dudes playing that can do – you know, other stuff, you know, really well. It just, for some reason or the other, we ended up, you know, uh, doing that one, you know. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sitting here, I just didn't love football like baseball. But, like, going out there and being able to run into cats and do all that and compete, like, I, I was built for that, too. Like, you know, it just wasn't my my favorite thing, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I enjoyed myself until I started breaking apart. And getting hurt all the time, like you know. Then it was like, man, this I'm cool. You said I never thought I was gonna be a football player either. It's like I always thought I was gonna be a, a track star or what I wanted to be was basketball. Okay. So I, I could jump, jump real good. I had a good shot. I didn't have the best handles, but I could control the ball. And um, hell, it wasn't too many people that I couldn't beat. You know, yeah. the only reason, the only way Tony Gonzalez beat me is like, Tony gonna back you down and use the side. Yeah. But yeah, see, I, I, I was about 230 pounds, so I gave him a little something on him when he tried to just, you know. Yeah, but Tony, a big boy, Tony was six, 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 five. I know, but yeah. I, you know, I, I put yeah. that yeah. elbow in his lower back. Get, get up on my paint, though, man. We, we big over here, too. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> you know, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to use your advantage, what you got here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there ain't no sense going out six nine out there on you know at the top of the key trying to guard somebody. You're like, come on down here. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, you know, know, he did what he needed to do. Watching a lot of YouTube though, and you want to go hit that jumper. I'm like, take that jumper. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> take, take that jumper out there so we get this rebound and go on offense. Yeah, and, I, and it, it was the same way with me. I just, and it just – football just fell in my lap, you know. Hell, even in college, I don't – man, we won three national championships while I was there. And even with that team, I didn't feel like I was a, a good football player. I was just a part of a team. Like, I was doing my job. They what they asked of me. Right. And I still wanted to run track. I wanted to play basketball. And they wouldn't let me. So – Hell, I just made the most of football, and it just, you know, it just kept building and building and building, and all of a sudden, shit, you know, pro athlete, so. Right, and that's that's crazy because, like, when I, I tell people that, like, it's a similar story, and they they kind of think that that's not true, and it's like, nah, you you getting me wrong. It's like, while you was doing it, like, yeah, we was out there doing it, though. Like, you oh, yeah. know what I mean? We were doing it like, like we would do the sport that we love the most. So that never stopped, but it's just like, I never had childhood dreams of playing in the NFL. Like, I, I never thought, like, that was never – I didn't used to watch on and be like, oh, I'm going to play. But I used to always say I'm going to be in the major leagues. I'm going to be in the NBA. Like, I used to go outside, and that's what I was doing. You know, I, me and my boy, Eric, we playing strikeout in the in the driveway. We, we trying to be, you know, Griffey. I learned how to switch it when I was, like, yeah. eight years old because I had to be Griffey, Bond. You can't yeah. hit right-handed if you want to be very Bond. Yeah. You got to go hit left-handed. If you strike out, you strike out. But that's what always what I thought. And people like, well, how you do this? Like, because I still approach football the same way I approach everything else. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like it was like, oh, well, I like these things better. So I'm going to go out here and not really go hard and not try to win. Hell, no. Nah, like, I'm trying to win. Like, you know, and yeah. so that's still, if you're real good and other stuff, you probably are going to be in the stuff you step into. As long as you do it the same way, you know, like your mentality is the same. Like you'll figure it out. Like that's how football was. I started in ninth grade. It's like, okay, I'll figure it out. You know, I'll get out here. I'll go hard like I do in these other sports. I'll pay attention. I'll get the defense down. I'll get the offense down. I'll know what I'm supposed to be doing. And then, then it's just like, I'm, then it's, you get to say, I'm just better than you. I'm a better athlete. Then you get to go do that once you learn everything. And so, uh, that was the one thing about football, though, that I felt it was the easiest to do that, though, out of all the sports. Like, it it seemed like you kind of – like, I, when I first stepped out to football, all the, like, athleticism I had from, like, these other sports, it just, like – it made me super good out there. Like, the fact that I could see the ball go up, put my head down and run to where it was coming and jump and catch, like, I was like, damn, this game easy. Because all I got to do is, like, do these things – and then I wasn't a little, little, little wimpy little kid. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was scrapped. And so I, I'm, I'm kind of built mindset-wise for the game. And then it was like all the skills you have from basketball and baseball, when you go out there and you apply those, like the body control that you get from those sports, it was like, man, this thing is cake out here. Like, I, it, it became fun to me, something that I never really even thought about, like became like, one of my favorite things to do. I still didn't like it like baseball, but it was like, okay. I mean, cause when you good, it's, that's like, that's what's fun. Like, you know, if you're out there, go out there and get whooped and turf, you don't be like, nah, yeah, football is work, man. It, it's, I mean, the <laughs> running, the hitting, like it is actual work. Now it's, yeah. it's good when you're a part of a good team and yeah. you win all the time. So it makes you want to play more, but you, you just looking forward to practice. No, I never, <laughs> I never enjoyed practice. I never wanted, you know, wanted that, that running back or that fullback coming at me full speed, you know, it, it's like some of those little collisions is like, 
man, do I really want to be out here? But, you know, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a part of a team that's good. I'm, I'm starting. Right. I'm doing something right. And it's got me going in the right direction, but I can play these other sports and I enjoy it. Like I enjoy basketball practice. You know, I enjoy yeah, me too. Like yeah. the same thing. I used to want to go to baseball practice. I used to want to go to basketball practice. Like, oh, we're going to do this. And I knew it was going to be conditioning too, but we're going to, you know, we're going to run the, you know, the three on three drill. We're going to condition. He's going to have us doing walls. But it was like football practice, boy. Like, it's like, but going through that though, it, it makes you better in those other sports too. Oh, yeah. Because you go through something that they don't go through. Like, you go through a practice that you don't want to go to. You know what I'm saying? And you keep getting through it over and over and over. Again. <laughs> See, I'll tell you what. This, this is the reason I'm, I'm such an advocate uh, for multi-sports multi playing in high school. I, I really am. And I, I've had this debate with other coaches. Like, when I, when I retired, I became a high school coach over here in Kentucky. And one of the things I couldn't really understand is that, that everybody was being a little bit uh, kind of selfish with their sports. And so, they, you know, they had a lot of baseball players. They didn't want to play football or play basketball and stuff like that. I'm like, look, I said, you know what made me a great athlete was me playing multiple sports. And so you work on, you know, different, you know, muscle groups, you know, the different angles and movements. And so, like you said, these things just strengthen you up just to be a better athlete. And so it was the same thing. Like when I when I, and the science kind of supports this. So it talks about, you know, overuse of particular, you know, things and movements creates more problems and, and like tears, right? That's what ends right. up happening. You start getting more injuries because you're just overusing, you know, maybe the throwing motion or maybe something yeah, like that. Yeah, every sport is 24-7 now. If they, yeah. You know, they try to get the kid to do that all year. All the time, man. It, and I just, you know, to me, when, when you're looking at a guy who comes in, like when I, I know that he's played like multiple sports, that's kind of the guy I want. Like, like you said, kind of that mentality because I know it's like, look, you're not just trying to be good at this one sport. Your mentality is to win at every sport. And I'm sure all the buzz is probably like one of the best guys on our team, right? I mean, I, I, I mean, I shoot, I, basketball, football, you know, track, baseball. And I, I stopped playing baseball my senior year, and that was like my one regret. Everybody talk about that was my one regret. Stop playing baseball. My love, that's my first true love. I said, but the thing you is, playing when my my senior year in high school. The hell, when when you think you just gonna keep you gonna just gonna keep growing or something? E, I mean, that's why I stopped playing all those sports. No, games. E. Hey, man, no, no, no. I'm talking about I was a bad boy on the, on the baseball field. The thing was, I, I had a, it, it was an issue with the coach. Me and him didn't really jail a lot because I was going back and forth. I was doing four sports, man, in, in high school. I'm going to tell you, because, you know, baseball and the track is the same season. Yeah, they, they the same time. That's why same I never time. did track in high school. Yeah. Right. And so what I would do is I, I would I would leave, you know, come back, you know, to baseball and go to track on certain things, you know, in certain events when they would need me. And so he's just like, look, you know what? Hey, you got to make a choice. You got to pick. And I was just like, what's you know, we just didn't jail right. And so I quit baseball. Uh, but I came to EKU, man, to play both uh, uh, football and, and basketball. But it kind of goes into, like, you look at the guys that actually play, like, baseball and football, right? We got Dion, We got Bo Jackson. Uh, who's the other dude? Uh, uh, Jordan that played with uh, uh, Atlanta. So you Brian, Jordan. Yeah. Brian Jordan. Brian Jordan. Brian Jordan. Brian Jordan, yeah. Yeah. That was, you know, multiple sports athletes, two athletes, you know what I'm saying? It was that was playing at that time. And so I see more guys like from football that was trying to do it. DK Madcap sitting over running, you know, the hundred against the guys, you know what I mean? I mean, so I mean it's a lot, man, validity in what you're saying about, you know, kind of like football players, you know, playing multiple sports, you know, being good at a lot of different things. You know, I don't really yeah. see other guys coming from other sports 
trying to do, you know, I mean, uh, uh, Odell Beckham is like that. Like, I mean, people always see him and they're like, oh, damn, what can he do? I'm like, pretty much probably nothing. If it got to deal with some athletics and body control, pretty much ain't nothing I can't do. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, what you want to do, kick the ball right-footed, left-footed, it don't matter. Like, he could probably do everything. He could probably play everything at a high level. As long as he's willing to go out there and compete, he's going to be good at everything when it yeah. involves athleticism and coordination because he just built like that, you know? And so it's like, uh, that's it, it really is the mindset. And that's the one thing football gives you that the other sports don't all the way quite tap into as much is that mindset. Like that willingness to not want to go to practice. You know what I'm saying? To not, to be running from 15 yards away and see, you know, whoever it makes, Steven Jackson and be like, damn, like, I don't want to do that. But I'm about yeah. to do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna run and I'm just gonna run into this dude. Yeah. Like, that's wild. Them other sports don't have to make them decisions. Like, they don't have to make those decisions, man. Like, it's it's easier decisions that don't put that type of stress on you, you know. And yeah. then not to mention when you actually hit Stephen Jackson, you're gonna feel some shit along with it. So it's it's the choice you gotta make to put yourself into something that you know. Is not going to feel good to you. It's not going to be easy. And most of the other sports, they do that, but the choice is easier. You know, it's like, okay, I know, like, I'm going I'm to be tired. You know, like, I'm going to be, I got to go hit 300 balls. My, my hand's going to hurt. And it's a different thing, though, but I'm not going to get hit in my head. You know what I mean? I'm not breaking yeah. nothing. Like, you know what I mean? It's a, it's, it's a difference. And so football does give players that mindset that I think, like, it's an example. I went to when I went to the Dodgers, I didn't realize how quickly they sideline you for little stuff in baseball. So, you know, in football, you go out there and you play the whole game or practice and you don't come out of practice. You know, like I can go in the training room real quick and just be like, hey, I want y'all to I'm a little sore. Just do that. I ain't missing nothing. I'm coming. Around. I'm gonna be back. I ain't asking for no days off or nothing, but it's a little sore. So can y'all, you know, do something with that and they'll work on it, whatever. And then you'll be back at practice tomorrow. Yep. And it'll be nothing. Man, if you go in there in baseball, because, like, I was having shoulder issues. I had surgery in the league, and, you know, I was getting a little shoulder issues, and I wanted to go just, you know, just get stressed out, get a little treatment, and then come to practice in the morning. Man, them boys sat me down for 10 days. They wow. said, you can't even hit. Okay. I'm like, no, nah, I wasn't throwing. They said, no, nah, you can't even hit. And I talked myself into being able to hit after a week. But I'm like, I was after that, I said, I ain't telling them about nothing. Like, I come in here. How you going to make the team? They keep sitting you down for 10 days. Like, man, right, right. I said, man, you, I'm going to get me some Advil. I'm going to get some Icy Hot. And we're not going in there for very much no more, man. Because y'all, y'all got me out here talking about I can't even go in the cage now. Like, nah. Yeah, so so that it, that's my point, though. Football don't work like that. You know, yeah. football don't. You come in there, you whatever, whatever. It might be some some torn up in here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're going to be at practice. Right. You know what I mean? You're going to make that choice. You're going to be out there, and you're going to run into people with that same shoulder, knowing what it's going to feel like. I'm like, what other sport be making those choices, like, to do that to themselves? They, they just don't have to do it. Yeah. In football, you try to sit down for about four four days if you can't get out there in the game. It's like, can I, can I get away with this? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. That's about it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.